Well, the other reason my dad's a jerk is I, this is the first time we're recording since stuff has gone live. Oh, yeah. We have some reviews on iTunes. Thank you, everyone. You're awesome listeners. They've all been really nice. All five stars, except my dad's four-star <laughs> rating. You know, if you can't get like unconditional approval from your parents... They just want me to work harder. Do you, yeah. You're not. It's, it's just a challenge. Right. To be uh, better versions of ourselves. Yeah. That ship is sailed. We should all aspire to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost 30. This is bottom. Yeah, this out. is who I'm I am so, now. I've reached my plateau. <laughs> it's not high. Aw. Make I swore that I was going to listen to our fourth episode and remember that time that I said it all correctly, and I didn't. So this is a podcast about fantastical worlds and the financial implications that they have in the real life world. I had it, and then I lost it. Yeah, you were so good, and and then I watched you panic. (laughs) I'll take that as a win. Okay. All right. People get the gist at this point. I think so. Um, What are we talking about today, Dan? Oh, wait. You want to introduce yourself? Yeah. You're Dan. I'm Dan. (laughs) Uh, you're Damon. I'm Damon. And I'm Liz. I'm Liz. <laughs> you are Liz. Uh, so what are we talking about today? So today we're going to talk about Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's a couple of like financial things we can talk about with oh, Beauty yeah. and the Beast. Um, but I figure we can start with our normal ratings and such. Oh, yeah. Yeah? You want to go first, Liz? <laughs> we talked about I don't want to peg myself first. Dan never wants to go first. And Liz has a lot of feelings about Beauty and the Beast. Um, it is like the Disney movie is one of the, you know, not like just the French. No, like fairy no, tales. you're right. Cause, uh, my grandma had a rip off, uh, animated beauty and the beast. Oh. that was totally like rushed to print like three months before the, the Disney, the Disney one, one came, came out. out. And like, I, uh, not to go out of order, but like, I loved the, the beauty and the beast when I was a kid. And like, um, I was always so off put by how bad that how, one was? Not how bad, but just how not the real thing it was. Oh, see, I thought you were going to tell me you saw it first, so you, like, decided <laughs> that was, that that was, that the, was the real one and everyone else was heresy. <laughs> the er Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> Beauty-ish uh, and the kind of beastly. No, it was, like... Fine and the gross. <laughs> it was, like, more of, like, a hog-type beast <laughs> thing, and it was it was very... <laughs> it wasn't very comfortable as a child. <laughs> Versus our, like, buffalo beast that we yeah. have in Disney. The right beast. The right beast. The correct beast. Um, um, do you want but that, that would make my rating. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's say... I'm going to say a seven. It's a movie that I've seen more times than I can count. Like, Is it is it your favorite Disney movie? No. What's your favorite Disney movie? No. Uh, oh, uh, Disney's Robin Hood, actually. Aw. It's yeah. solid. Yeah. Um, that's probably my favorite one. Uh, but again, it was like it was something that I watched, like on constant repeat, on VHS when I was a kid. So yeah, yeah, because it was 1994 and videotapes were in their prime. Yeah, so. man. I have a couple of videotapes at home. Not this one, but like wore out the tape. Oh. <laughs> I got a couple of videotapes. Oh at home. come on now, <laughs> come on now. 
<laughs> You're the one we that I was five years old in 1994. <laughs> um, I snapped the tape of uh, Little Mermaid watching it so much, and I used to be able to, I think I unsettled my grandmother because I would put the VHS in and start saying exactly what they were saying along to what they were saying, leave the room still quoting it, and come back still in time with the movie and like not have stopped talking out loud what the movie was doing. And I like wore it out. But Beauty and the Beast was a close second. I th- well, tied with Aladdin. I was big on Disney movies, but uh, Beauty and the Beast was up there. And I remember vividly like birthday parties with Beauty and the Beast themed gifts. Like I got a body spray well before I was old enough to wear a body <laughs> spray. I, I was, I was going to have more <laughs> questions about that. It but. was pink and glittery. And I remember doing like a science experiment with it. And it wound up mostly going down the drain and making the bathroom smell like Roses, I think, was the scent. Because I mean, it would have to That'd be, be right? The theme. Right? There's not a lot of other things I would want to smell like from that movie. I was about to say, I don't want Beast. I don't want Horse. I do not want <laughs> <Just> Gaston. <laughs> horse sweat smell for kids. Eau de Cheval. Liz, you never were in a like middle school locker room. There are times I would take I was horse in a smell. middle school locker room. Uh, but girl smells are a lot different yeah, than that's, boy that's, smells. Yeah, that's, I guess, what I really meant. They are not better but they are not the same. <laughs> I'll say that. All right, we'll leave it there. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I've watched this movie very, very many times. And recently, Damon, you and I watched the Emma, what's her name? Emma Watson. Watson. Emma Watson version, which was fine. It, it was, was fine. fine. That was a movie. I have one major complaint, but in general, I liked it. Yeah. I mean, my major complaint was like, why didn't you dig up the corpse of Jerry Orbach and reanimate him to play uh, Lumiere? But... That's Shockingly, <laughs> that was not my complaint. <laughs> no, that's not everyone's beef with the movie. <laughs> what was your complaint? Um, just the be my guest scene. Like they do oh. realism the whole time, and yeah. then there's one random like magic they can fly scene, and it just gets very like Fantasia for about five seconds. That it kind of feels pretty off brand with the rest of it. Yeah, I think my major beef actually is the like auto and the auto tune right well like you have audra mcdonald in your movie and like i love emma thompson but if you don't cast audra mcdonald as your mrs potts you're missing out she's this beautiful broadway lady with pipes that can murder like all of the glasses in that cabinet i think i haven't seen that's why that would be a horrific movie when you just watch (laughs) chip break into a thousand pieces (laughs) oh god what have i done That was a comic. Did you share that with me, Damon? This is a webcomic where, like, Belle is, like, applauding the, the BR guest scene, and she backs into a cabinet with all the glasses in it, and they <laughs> crash to the ground, and everybody's like, no, my family. It sounds like something I laughed at. <laughs> um, no, I was just going to say, I haven't seen the Jungle, the remade Jungle Book. No. Um, it but, was solid. Yeah? Yeah, I liked I, it. I, I imagine good things just because I think it's like that's where this like whole modernization thing would excel is mm-hmm. where there's as little human people in it as possible. Yeah, yeah I gotta say Cinderella was forgiving. a snooze fest. Like, yeah. You're a little more forgiving on animals because and, like it's you don't see them all the time. Like you can tell when humans move weird more than you can tell when animals move yeah, weird. Yeah, and at yeah. the very least you could be like this CGI is great. Like yeah. look at how crazy these animals look. Yeah, because I'm really excited for the Lion King one. And I think that other... Well, that's a good point, Liz. Sorry, I'm just thinking about that. Like, <laughs> Excuse me, Donald Glover, please. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. But that is a good point. We're like, animals, it's like, that's really good CGI, because otherwise there's nothing. I guess humans, when it's bad CGI, it's like, you could have just made a human walk man, and filmed man. it. We have that technology. We saw Justice League, and I don't want to talk on that for very long, but I will say, hey, the 
the weird CGI job that they tried to do to remove Henry Cavill's mustache turns him into a monster. Okay, I haven't He's seen it yet. He's a weird wibbly lip that is very <laughs> off-putting to look at. All right, Smiling Liz. is aggressive. But you have to have a rating. rating. Yeah, because Damon um, had a rating. Uh, I've, I've read the, like every fairy tale version I can get my hands on um, about Beauty and the Beast, and I've watched the movie more times than I can count, and... I've seen like a fair amount of like fairy tale theater versions of it, so I'm gonna get myself a nine. Okay, that's fair. I was that. assuming you'd be pretty high on yeah, this one. This one's this one's in my wheelhouse. Yeah, I'm gonna go much lower, honestly, than either of you. I watched the Disney movie a fair amount of times. Um, what was your favorite Disney movie? That's so hard. Um, there's so many good ones, but Aladdin. Lion King, Hercules is up there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one. A lot of those guys. Yeah. Also, random aside, in Toy Story, uh-huh. if Buzz Lightyear thinks he's not a toy, why does he stop moving when other people enter the room? Yeah. When humans enter the room? Why does he play by toy rules if he thinks he's not a toy? What if that's like a thing that they <laughs> they can't help but do? No, there's like a headcanon, not a headcanon, but I think there's like a throwaway line that explains that like he thinks that. Is he on like an undercover mission or yeah, something? Yeah, he uh. thinks that it's like a, an alien planet or something. It's been probably 10 years since I've seen the first one. Um, but I think that that's something. Anyway, I think there's something to that. Yeah. But for me, so I'll put my rating at like a four. Okay. I've seen the new movie. I've seen the old one, you know, four or five times, but I never watched it so much it was wearing out the tape. And I never read any of the fairy tale on this one. So like, it's just not. I'm not a I'm not an expert by any stretch. Okay. Is anybody seen the TV show? <laughs> the Linda Hamilton TV yeah. show? Um, I have not because my parents hated it because they were like, I just don't understand why they just whisper at each other the whole thing through. <laughs> and I think that's like a very my parents thing to say about a show. <laughs> I'm a four. Don't look at me like I have any <laughs> idea what you're talking about. No, uh um, Ron Perlman and Linda Hamilton made a, a live action. Sarah Connor and Hellboy. Yeah. A live action uh <laughs> Beauty and the Beast TV show in like the late eighties. Mostly what it was no one asked for. It was like the Beast lives in the sewers in a very fancy like bookshelf. It's set in like modern day like New York. Yeah, it's not. And she is a reporter or something. Do they ever like run into the Ninja Turtles? No. That would be a crossover. I want to see a crossover of that in a major way. Can we go back to like the early nineties and write in and be like, hey, you know, it'd be fun. I'm pretty sure the people who would write Ninja Turtles would be really into that. Actually, absolutely. Would the people who wrote Beauty and the Beast be really into that? I don't know. I think Uh, a lot of them move on to better things. I think they needed any publicity they could get. I mean, I have no idea how that show was received. Okay. So, what specifically <laughs> what about, about yeah. Beauty and the Beast are we talking about? So, I think what we're going to specifically talk about, and there's not a super deep well here, mm-hmm. but is mainly about taxes, right? Because as I understand it in the original fairy tale, and Liz, you can confirm or deny here, it's not just like the Beast shuts himself away. It disappears, right? Like from the memory of the people. Yeah. The, the palace and his governorship and all of that, just like it's gone and there's like a spell keeping people away from it. Yeah, correct? they make a big yeah. deal out of that in the newest movie that mm-hmm. people are like, I remember this place. And there's like a husband and wife that have been separated that oh, way. Mrs. Yeah, Potts there's like yeah, Mrs. Potts' husband. There's people in the village who are like broken because of it because like their lives were like so tied to it, but they weren't there when the thing happened. Yeah. So they just kind of like wander the streets. It's really dark dark actually <laughs> and they won't let girls read um but in the i think and i'm probably wrong on this one the original like charles perrault um 
fairy tale, um, the castle is unrelated to the town that like Maurice just kind of stumbles across it. And like, he is a like wealthy merchant who, um, had like all these ships that got lost at sea and he was supposed to bring back for his daughters. He had three daughters and he was supposed to bring back for them a bunch of gifts. And the first two daughters asked for all these extravagant like pearls and stuff like that. And his youngest daughter, Belle asked for just a rose, but it was winter time and there was like no way he was going to get that unless these ships came back and they all sank. So he couldn't bring them back anything good and he was destitute. So he was walking back home, riding back home and stumbled across this palace where there was a bunch of roses blooming in the wintertime, and he cut one to take home to Belle, because at least he could give her that. Right. And that's why the Beast was like, the fuck you doing? Get out of my house. And then the story we all know and love. Okay. Fair. But it still means that it's, like, removed from reality somewhat. So I think that... that yeah, theory it's like kind nobody of stands... knows about it. It's a secret place. So but I'm sure there's right, some sort in, of magic involved. Yeah, well, right. But in theory, when it was unmagic, like either before it was magic or after it was magic, knowing that it is a palace and a feudal system or whatever, in theory, that would be the lord of that yeah. region and that village yeah. and that town and that what have Because they never talk about right? any other kind of like, I mean, you know, there's no other system. And that's where I'm going with this, right? Okay. Is there's no other system of government. So what happens when your system of government just disappears, right? <laughs> because in theory, that person, whoever that Lord was, was collecting taxes, right? And mm-hmm. the taxes are not the same now as they were in the day, right? Now, actually, the majority of your taxes goes to Social Security and Medicare, Medicaid, that sort of stuff. Um, but just like then and now... A lot of your taxes, and I looked this up, 16% of your taxes goes to defense, which is gone. And you want to hear something really sad. 2% goes to transportation and infrastructure, and 2% goes to education. So we've got our priorities straight America. (laughs) But girls can't read in this world. So it's only 1% goes to education. That other percent goes back to the defense again. Yeah, you only have to educate half the people. So there you go. (laughs) Seems like a good way to go about it. No, but what I'm saying is, so, here's my ultimate point I'm getting to. Yeah. Is Gaston just, like, a tyrannical dictator? Oh. Did the militia just, like, stop getting paid, disband, and Gaston was just, like, my town now? I mean, he is kind of the, like, big deal dude. He is practically their, like, stand-in prince. Like, they don't... They kind of worship him. Yeah. I'm I feel sure, like because like, like he he gets somebody well in in the newer movie he tries to kill Maurice first right yeah. he like ties him to that tree and then even in the original one right he sends him off to the madhouse right so like I think the government just disappeared in this place and, and it just on. became like anarchy like strongest wins and gets and to run just the, the town with the biggest muscles also this makes me think and this is going to be a weird deep cut you know um that lady in the beginning who's like i need six eggs and then someone's like that's too expensive yeah. and then later on gaston's like i eat like raw eggs for breakfast a dozen eggs is that what he says five dozen five eggs because he's roughly the size of a, a barge mm. how does he afford all those eggs unless everybody's just given it to him is there super egg inflation in this economy That's what I'm thinking, like, like everything's normal price <laughs> but eggs are super expensive because like they're like well we have to have five dozen for gaston so right? every other there's only like eight more eggs left and the whole village fights over him. and it's like all he does is walk around and be pretty 
He so shoots some things. He shoots some things. I guess he hunts. He's got that weird bag that looks like a jackalope that his friend carries around. Yeah. Yeah. LeFou. LeFou. That's yeah, the one. I got you. That's a rude name to give a person. Yeah, it's not a great name. No. Does it mean something in French? It means the idiot. Yeah. I oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I yeah, think... like a government, right? They do a lot of services, but in theory, they upkeep the roads and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, they keep law and order. And that just disappears here. Presumably. But they keep going. They're they're doing things. Right. Yeah. And I'm saying, like, in a feudal system, I think you're more self-dependent. You don't need as much of oh. that. But still, like, in theory, there is, you know, a lot of times there was a law keeper in maybe the biggest town in the area, and he would come out and settle disputes, or that's where the courts would be, or what have you, right? Oh. And presumably that just disappears, which also raises the question, of, are there just roads that people, like, walk halfway down and go, you know what? I don't care what's at the end of this. Originally, there's still transportation somewhere yeah. to this castle. Yeah. Or those, did it become overgrown signs? immediately? Yeah, those signs that look like they're just like scratched cuneiform, oh, like yeah. where they used to go to the castle or they used to go to another town. Like maybe this town just like isolated itself out of. Yeah, it makes you wonder, like, because. You know, the the principality that, like, the beast oversees, like, that disappearing is one thing. But it's, like, this is the town that France forgot. Like, yeah. because, like, no other lords come in in 10 years to, like, yeah, that's take over. Thing. Like in theory, if he just stopped protecting his lands, wouldn't some other person claim it? Like, if he just stops paying yeah. taxes yeah, someone else would to be the like, king, this is mine now. the king would just take that land and be like, now it's somebody else's. So that witch just, like, wiped... This prince and like a fifty mile radius around them off the map. Um, it's that this village has been like since they're not at like the epicenter of the magic that they are just seeing some of the effects, but they've also forgotten that France is a thing like out beyond them, too. Yeah, I'm just like this witch has to be super powerful because she like wiped the court's mind, she wiped the other lord's mind, she wiped anyone who's ever like thought about this, this village town. Yeah. or this. Like, what have you. And, like, how does the beast get food? He's the only one that needs to eat. Here's another question that I want to know. <laughs> That's a good one that I, you're just, I'm just now running through. But my other one is, did he live very simply or did they get fused with furniture? Because it's not like there's Ew. two armoires, the right. talking one and the non-talking yeah. There's not right, two that tea dog kettles. turns back into a regular old dog. Right, and so was the there never any, like, footrest? The dog yeah. became a footrest and they never had one originally. Cause like Belle and him need to get married right afterwards because they have zero furniture. <laughs> you need to register. Partially right because now. the townspeople <laughs> destroy a lot of it, and partially because apparently they all got fused with it. And then when they got unfused, it disappeared. There's just no more furniture. Goodbye, furniture. Well, did Stanley TJ have a piano at the end of it? Because that kind of solves it, I think. Uh, does he? I think he does. Wasn't there all a musical at bit? The wedding. So I think they got fused, and at least in the new one, they. Become like half unfused or unstuck, yeah. Oh, I just realized that I probably should have given myself a 10 because I've even seen the Christmas special where there's a secret hidden room with a giant pipe organ played by Tim Curry. You mean Steph Curry? No. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was amazing. Yeah, Steph Curry is real weird. <laughs> it's just mainly the sound of dribbling. <laughs> it's very unpleasant sonically. Um, oh, that's dribbling. funny too. I got it. No, I liked it. Uh, puns. Hard um, pass. Hard pass. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, that's all I really have is just the fact that so, you know, a lot of your taxes go to other things, but a big piece of it goes to upkeep and who's getting that money? That's I mean, thing. is this, collecting is this village yeah, way better off without the, as soon as the Lord comes back are they all like, yay, we're the center well, of trade again. And then he's like, and now I don't have any taxes. And they're like, actually, we were pretty cool without Pigs those. Are really expensive. <laughs> so we don't really have any extra for tax. That would actually kind of make, no, we've just explained it. Cause if like France has forgotten that it's there, they're not trading with anyone. Like they are having to subsist like completely on their own. And they're doing fine, except that eggs so. are expensive. Well, yeah. Well, no, exactly it. Like, they aren't able to, like, introduce new food. Like, uh, livestock especially. Like, if they have, like, a... Sheep they've like, got for sure. If they have, like, a plague or something or uh, a disease that, like, wipes Wipe out, out poultry, like... Oh, shoot. So all of a sudden, you're in you're in a bad way. Chicken pox. So that's actually a good money tie into it. But, like, that happens in closed economies, mm-hmm. right? So this is getting way highbrow, but, right, oh, there's... I like it. There's a couple different types of economies, right? There's economies that are very trade focused like the US and most of the major developed economies um, you know Canada and Europe and all that but there's economies that are very closed they don't trade with other people and that's where you see things like major you know supply problems or you know huge like inflation or things like that with Cuba like Cuba has like that problem with their cars like I've heard that like a lot of antique cars in Cuba that you just keep upkeep on because you don't get new cars right yeah. I mean that's why um, East Germany Oh, yeah. Had like a bunch of shitty things that were shitty, even though two miles away there was much better, much cheaper things available, but they wouldn't bring things in and out, right? Yeah. North Korea has this problem. Uh, historically, a lot of small African, especially dictatorships, have had this problem where you have like people starving like four miles away from people who are doing fine, but because you can't get that inflow of things in and out. So when things like, oh, okay, all our chickens died. Well, of course, your eggs are expensive. Yeah, tough shit. There's no, you can't, mm-hmm. like, in the US, if we had a real hard time, I mean, our cars are cheap because we, you know, buy steel where it's cheap and rubber where it's cheap and everything else where it's cheap and bring it all together in one place and build it. If you had to rely only on the US, well, guess what? We don't have a lot of rubber trees, so tires would be super expensive. Yeah. But they're not because we have an open economy. This makes this whole story a lot more dystopic. Like, Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The <laughs> idea that, like, they were... You don't know what time period it's in if you go on that. Like, it could just be that they've... <laughs> I mean, like, it could be present oh, day. Oh, my God. Well, you know what I mean? They like, just they see just a plane flying overhead, and they're like, witch! Witch, burn it! Gaston, well, get the pitchfork! <laughs> what if it's like... It, like the witch like comes and curses them like the day before the French Revolution, right? And They've then missed it. all of a sudden they come out of it and it's like, oh, Napoleon's a thing. Like, oh. sorry, all hail the king. <laughs> Never mind. Right, that'd be a bad time for like Prince Adam to take back his throne. You know? Yeah, it's not gonna go well. Yeah, I will take over the royalty. We'll chop off your head. I will not be taking over the royalty. Yeah. Viva la revolution. Bye. I'm go back and live in my empty palace. <laughs> He's. A- why are you acting so selfish? We need the witch to come back, and we need her to curse the place again. I want to go jer- back to the way it was. I'm going to be a jerk to every old lady. <laughs> just to hope. I get my dishes back. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. It's going to be kind of rough. We'll probably just be mean to some old ladies first, but eventually we'll find the witch. One of them will be the witch. <laughs> wow, it got real dark, guys. Like, a thinking about it. Welcome like to a- our podcast. Right. I was going to say, I, I have the feeling <laughs> this is going to happen course. a lot. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. Do we have anything we have anywhere else to go with that? I feel like we just kind of broke France. So I feel good about one thing. Go on. We picked on someone who wasn't a screenwriter. No, that's we true. Did. We picked on Charles Peralt, who was yeah. way out of our weight class and super dead. But 
Come and fight us. Like me. <laughs> the ghost of John <laughs> <laughs> At me. <laughs> if he gets an email address. Oh my gosh. If one of you goes out there and makes a fake email address for Charles Peralt and then he emails me about it to tell me that, guess what? He actually didn't write it. He only, he only wrote a different fairy tale. I'm pretty sure he wrote it. No, you know, there's... The internet's a big place. There's some like literary nerd, like grad student who has a Twitter account that's just that's Charles Peralta. Yeah, <laughs> that would be amazing. Like tweeting as him. So and it's probably all like talking to Buffalo Wild Wings or some ridiculous yeah. thing that oh has nothing gosh. to do with anything. That's like I never heard a thing that I've wanted more immediately after it being said out loud than like I've never thought about that before. But now it's the only thing I ever want. So a little bit. So Liz will not be here next episode as she builds that for herself. <laughs> A little bit of business real quick, but, like, we've really uh, kind of started to dig in and, like, set roots on the internet a little bit and, like, set up uh, social media pages and whatnot. Yeah, follow and, us on um, Facebook and stuff. Yeah, all those places, like, make-believe money variations on that theme. Um, but uh, all this to say, um, a primary theme that I'm hoping to drag over in from my personal social media use is that we're going to have a really tight relationship with Whataburger. And <laughs> Damon's hoping for like a real sick sponsorship and maybe um, some free burgers mailed to I was us about here to say, in Chicago. If we read nothing but Whataburger sponsorships, I will be the happiest man. Sounds great. The nearest one is like 900 miles away. I don't care. And uh, we're driving to there next summer. Yeah, Damon's making Hold a on trip. Hold on to your butts. I think that might be our honeymoon. Our first live show we do out of a Whataburger. Oh, I would not be opposed. Right? Let's just tour across the country to each Whataburger. Whataburger to Whataburger? Yeah. The Whataburger tour. That's, that being said, since we are now live, again, a huge thank you for everybody who has supported us since yeah. we've launched. It's been really, really great. And if, you, if you're hearing us for the first time and you dig us, go hit up iTunes or your podcast catcher of choice and follow us there and rate us and review us and let people know what you think. Um, especially if you really like us. But if you don't like us, I guess you can write stuff down. But why you got to be mean on the internet? There's yeah. enough of that. If you like us, give us five stars. If you're my dad, give us four stars. Yeah, if you're anybody else, <laughs> we'll give take us five stars. Love we can get. Oh, yeah. And I also want to say, um, Allie, I know you're listening to this. Uh, we've been calling out Dan's sister in every episode. But my sister's name is also Allison. And I have to say this, Dan, every single time that we've called out your sister, my sister has been listening to it while she's like washing dishes or something. And it's made her jump <laughs> in fear. <laughs> so this one's for you, Allie. Email us at uh, makebelievemoneypodcast Podcast. at gmail.com and let us know that you heard it. So we might do something separate for mailbags. And we've run long, so we can cut some of this out. But I did want to say, for those who are want- keeping score at home, my sister emailed us. Yeah, oh. she did. So she did email she did. us. She effectively listened. Pretty sure I don't she know if it nerds. was. Uh, yes, <laughs> I don't know if it was like my parents being like, "You really should email them." It's really embarrassing by now. But the point <laughs> is, she emailed us. So good on her. And stay tuned. We're we're probably gonna hit up a cool mini mailbag episode where we um, list some sick salt facts. I'm so excited about the salt. Yeah, <laughs> we learned our friends are much smarter than we are. It's so great. Um, anybody else got any more thoughts before I close this shit down? Nope. nope. I've been Dan. I'm Damon. And I'm Liz. Thank you for joining us at Make Believe Money. As always, thanks to our theme songwriter, Charlie Miller. Hit her up our at charliemiller. Oh, she's our composer because she does she does the interstitial music too. Yeah. Um, but hit her up at charliemiller.com. She's got a real cool album out um, and it's great. And uh, like we said, catch us on iTunes. And any social media that you have or like and can deal with in this 2017 world. And we'll catch you next time. Bye. Pay, pay your taxes. Pay your taxes.